0: <laughs> Welcome to Burning Animal. So today I am with Taylor Strecker, mm-hmm. the Taylor Strecker, mm-hmm. Radio Queen. Oh, I love you. Host of. The Taylor Strecker Show you and Taste of Taylor podcast. You got
1: it, girl. And the Younger Show. What is that? Oh, oh yeah, getting younger. And then also their podcast is podcast is uh, is podcast is Younger Uncovered. Yes, Younger Uncovered. Every time we record, I would say Younger un- Undercovered, and they're like, "What is wrong with you?" So yeah, I do I do, I do a few things. You I gotta dabble. keep
0: people on their toes. I love mispronouncing names just to like see what kind of reaction I can get. Are you really intentionally doing it, or are you, are you just? fucking it up i fuck it up and then pretend i did it intentionally because
1: i'm funny i'm just being funny (laughs) actually no i'm just like i can't read names or read or spell so my question
0: to you is why did you decide to come burn in hell with me because i love you so much and you're my protege you know, that's, again, I said I wasn't going to cry, and we're two minutes in, but I have to tell the story. Yes, do. We'll, we'll do the story. You know you're not my first. I just want you to know that. So she has many protégés. I'm not her first. She has said drunk that I'm her favorite. Oh, uh, really? I'm just kidding. I made that up, but you believe me, which means you are an alcoholic. No, that is for sure. <laughs> so now I know what I can say. Functioning, alcoholic. Thank Highly you very much. Gets up well, like...
1: Well, now I want a drink. Why'd you bring alcohol? All into we
0: should have it's 5 p.m i know let's have a cocktail okay now you're making me feel like a bad host anyway it's <laughs> hell people can't drink in hell this is hell it's dry okay. It's scary <laughs> but anyway my friend michelle cheech who you'll hear a lot on this podcast because she's like the brains behind everything i love her love we love you she said hey there's an opportunity do you want to do a two hour live radio show with this girl Taylor? I think you guys will hit it off. Mm-hmm. Now, Michelle is one of those people that she knows when two people connect. It's weird. You just have to trust her. Totally. But funny thing is, is I've
1: never done a radio show before. And it is a different thing than doing video. People wouldn't think it, but it is. They're different. It's it's like the way that you rock and roll at, I just said that, like the oldest person in the world at video. You rock and roll, girl. Yeah, they're like no Groovy. Fucking shit. You're the you're the teacher, you old fuck. Um, but I'm not great at video. That's something that I learned from you. you know what I mean? And so I feel like people just think if you're in entertainment or media or it's like it's all 360, but that's mm-hmm. not necessarily the case.
0: It's true. And I showed up, you have to remember an athlete. I'm thinking I have two hours of performance. I need to be hydrated, but not too hydrated because I don't want to have to pee during this two-hour live radio show. Correct. Which stressed me out. So I figured let's balance it out with some dry food. Let's get a big scone. Also banana because potassium. Yeah. And then (laughs) I went on to talk and chew into that microphone like I have never talked and chewed before. For two hours. For two hours. Straight. I call Michelle after and I go, did she say like i had no idea how i did and michelle was like you she liked you that's the hard part she liked you the bad part is she said you ate the entire time and her audience is gonna be pissed
1: <laughs> I, I mean i guess i could have said stop eating but i'm like if this bitch doesn't know not to eat the microphone i mean give me a break <laughs> so like what are we working
0: with where do we begin but you must have seen a glimmer of hope I did because Taylor invited me on her show again. And yes. now I have a segment yeah. called Millennial Mayhem. Yep. It was Millennial Mess. It was Millennial Monster. Then
1: I realized I was setting you up for failure and that wasn't fair. And I was also, I think I was also um, uh, ostracizing my millennial audience, which I didn't really realize I had so many of, but I guess I, there's a lot of you guys. So Thanks. Thanks, youngsters. You know what I like about I'm actually you? millennial, by the way. <laughs> yeah, you just called us youngsters. <laughs>
0: She's an elder millennial. I
1: am an elder millennial. I am.
0: We figured out. Yes. But Taylor's one of those friends that, you know what? It wasn't always perfect between us. We've actually had a bunch of bumps in the road in we terms have. of, you know, there's been drama with...
1: Yeah. with um, First was at Sconegate. Sconegate. Then, then it was you and Darren Karp, um totally oh ganging up on me.
0: Darren Carp, Andy Cohn's assistant and amazing podcast host, we were too aggressive on
1: Taylor. Yeah, you guys actually, like the way like Patrick was towards Lisa Vanderpump is the way <laughs> you guys were towards me. Like n- the, the rule of thumb is never go after like the host or the
0: star. So me and Darren <laughs> thought it'd be funny to make fun of Taylor for an not, hour. Not. And her fans were not happy. So we got separated. Love so you that's fans. strike two on Hannah. Two. Then we got in, a. there was some drama with, what what is it called? The reality TV world that <gasps>
1: oh, I got involved in. People got mad at, um me wanting to be switzerland in a situation that you are involved with yeah we said it like that yeah that's good right yeah that's good that makes sense so but yeah i definitely i was definitely in a position where uh, you were like new-ish in my life, but you had you'd also become like a staple on the show. And so mm-hmm. by that point, I'm like, I can't like, you know. Sometimes friends don't get along. Sometimes mm-hmm. people don't mesh. Sometimes people don't like each other. Mm-hmm. But like, you were you were ingrained enough in my life at that point that I was like, I can't make it. Dis- I, I I can't pick a side. And you know what
0: I think of so with we made
1: through that. We're
0: millennials. Big. We're getting old. You know, like I'm 27, yeah. girl. My eggs are you know, girl. My eggs are <laughs>
1: green eggs <in> and ham. <laughs>
0: But the point is is This is a middle school It's not like If you're friends With this person I can't be friends With this person
1: Although you know what I, I, I have to say In adult world You would be surprised At how many people Act like middle schoolers There's one quote That I do
0: believe in what? I think it was just A meme on Instagram But, but I'm that's gonna say a, it Like it totally was a prophet
1: counts. No, That's like Shakespeare. You just have, have to I'm say concerned. it Like
0: it was a prophet They said Don't trust people Who hang out With
1: people who hate you Don't trust people Who hang out With people who hate you I I have a better one an enemy of my enemy is a friend of mine so okay yep you are nasty i'm old, you <laughs> old. but the truth
0: is is with the thing that you were playing with switzerland i don't hate anyone no, no so no. so that's why you were fine if you were hate, right? if i hated your friend and you were just like i want to hang out with her there's some beef going on, but there was no hate going around except from one end.
1: That's fair. I definitely feel like we're in an interesting time. And maybe this is maybe this is just age or but I, I think it's I, I really think it's generational. I really do. So mm-hmm. I like I said, I'm an elder millennial, which means I, I'm a cusper. And so I feel like I get Gen X because I have a lot of friends that were Gen X. I almost feel very Gen X. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I did before I got divorced and then started dating a girl. And mm-hmm. then I was like, boom, millennial. I think that millennials are um, more like uh, mature. I can't. I know, right? You're shocked. I just see a different set of values when it comes to millennials. Like even look at podcasting. It's very sherry. It's very Mm -hmm. friendly. It's very like, I'll scratch your back. You you scratch mine. Mm -hmm. Whereas like entertainment before podcasting it was cutthroat one spot kill or kill. do you know
0: why because you guys had rules you guys yeah. were
1: like corporate america yep. and they were like if you would
0: do abc go to this college get that we're millennials we got fucked college was so expensive yep the economy was shit yep so we didn't have a corporate ladder that showed that we could win at anything so we were like hey we just have each other like, let's play on Facebook and see
1: what happens. Kumbaya, motherfucker. <laughs> Kumbaya. And it's working out for you guys. Because I really do think that we live in a time where we we can only move forward if we work together. And so I feel like that's a very millennial thing. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, so I want to just thank you. Yes. Because
0: after the, after the first radio show that I fucked up in, I remember
1: skipping to my day job. Being like, <laughs> that, that was so... It always blows my mind how much people love doing two hours of straight talk, you know? I just, just me. <laughs> I loved it because A, I love attention. So of I'm like,
0: not only is Taylor
1: laughing, but I bet someone out in Utah is getting, getting a kick out of me. But that's the beauty is that, like, if you're on stage at a comedy show and no one's laughing, you know you're bombing. Yeah. Radio, you don't quite know. You don't so quite know. If you have a, a lot of self esteem and are a little delusional, <laughs> you'll love radio. If you're like me and you have no no self-confidence whatsoever, every day you go home and you're like in a ball in the corner, you're like, I did bad. And then like I'll post one thing on Instagram people are like, I love this show today. and I was like, oh, I'm having the best day ever again. It's very dangerous what I do for a living.
0: It is. And that's why I think you're such a great person to be on Burning in Hell because there's the obvious. People know Taylor Strecker as, you know,
1: queen of radio, 11 years. Thank you. And then um, shit went real downhill. Girl, I got my ass fired. You're fired. I mean, fired. Like, like not even like, not even like, we're downsizing. Or like, we're getting rid of the channel. Like, yo, you broke a rule. You're fired. And I was like, what rule? And they were like, this one. And I was like, duh. But and I was like, can I say I'm sorry? And they're like, no. You, if you can break, my mom call? If 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 you if you if you break your contract, but that's bullshit, there man. Is, so many people they get out of things and yeah. pull. So th- there was Basically, something more going on. Basically, the corporate
0: on. man or woman was kind of like we don't want this to work out with Taylor right now for my whatever My must reasons. have been on the
1: chopping block for some yes. reason and I to this day don't know exactly what I could, I could h- hypothesize, I could make assumptions but that would get me in big trouble so I, I'll But just my question
0: to you is firing's pretty traumatic. It's basically like dude, you don't really deal with that in school. Like no one can teach you how to feel when you get fired. I want to know your like, deep emotion when you got fired?
1: I think I was way more depressed than I even ever realized until, like, I'm not even joking. I think I finally came... I I always joke that my sister's, uh, like, Disney-themed wedding, like, pulled me out of the darkness, but it for real did. And she got married, like, uh... Well, now I forgot the date. And I'm a bad sister and also a bad maid of honor. But... (laughs) It was definitely early September-ish, I think. So it's been pretty recent. Do you know what's funny about depression? You don't realize how depressed you, no you are until you're out of it. Or people tell you, like, my girlfriend, Taylor, is like, you were so depressed. Like, So I wasn't allowed to work. I was in a non-compete for three months. And I was going mad crazy. I had to watch Moana every single day just to, like, you know, get coffee. <laughs> so, if that doesn't explain the depths of my despair in a nutshell, I don't know what does.
0: And also, when, yeah, because when you're depressed, the biggest advice is just move. So the fact they're telling you you can't work, like I work to forget about exactly. like, the dark
1: thoughts of my existence. I couldn't even go on social media. Kelly Catron's a really good friend of mine. Do you mm-hmm. know Kelly Catron? Yeah, yes. fashion. And she, um, so she was in the hills. She's also like, she's like, she's like queen PR. She's like boss woman. She's extraordinary, scary, but I she's like scary, him. but she knows what's up. And so she's like, not only is she a boss bitch, but she's also like a PR maven, legit. So she called me and when I got fired, she was like, don't fucking go on Instagram until like call a Lawyer, a really good one. That's step one. And then shut the fuck up until you have a, a signed deal and you know like what the situation is, because um, when it comes to when you work for big media companies like that, you know you don't want to say anything or mm-hmm. speak or mm-hmm. it's dangerous because they're st- bigger and stronger than you. Yeah, they're
0: the man. So my question is, once you got knocked on your ass, Whew. did you feel like this? This is great. This is a time for me to
1: create my own thing, or did you feel lost? Uh, I remember the worst thing was calling my parents because my parents so they wanted they supported my divorce they were like so for it but when i got a divorce and then i started dating a girl they had a hard time with it they're amazing now so i can like honestly talk about it but it was it was not the easiest thing in the world and listen that's no shade at them like i think i think a lot of people are in that middle ground when they like if, if the lgbtq if they come out i think some people have the dream story that's like my mom's were like we've known congratulations here's a gay cake mm-hmm. but that's like that's like dreams you know that's like also it's, it's like yeah you hit the fucking lottery um, and then I think there's a lot of kids whose parents like disown them which is like so horrifying mm-hmm. and so sad um, but I think that there's a lot a big chunk of the population that kind of their parents are like support the gay community but then like oh not in my backyard wait this is weird you're what with who no yeah and there's it takes this them gray just area a it's just a gray area to adjust you know and so. My parents are amazing now, and they're like, I think that they love my girlfriend Taylor more than they love me, which like makes me super jealous. But, when um, did you start dating her compared to when you got fired? Oh, we had been together for years. Okay, at that point, so we we were like super solid, thank God. But I remember, like, I I came out on the air at Sirius, which was really scary, and I didn't tell my parents. I, I my parents. Why did you do that? Because I felt like my my audiences—they're my best friends—and so it's like you would not like you wouldn't tell. You wouldn't not tell your best friend that you were dating a girl if it was like actually like a real relationship or dating anybody. How was the initial response? It was amazing. It re- I mean, honestly, I it kind of reinstilled it was right after I guess it was after Trump was elected. And I remember saying, you guys, the way that you've reacted has reinstilled my faith like in America and like in humanity, because mm-hmm. so like I had a lot of conservative listeners. I mean, think about Sirius's demographic, right? Like a lot of people who don't get regular radio for real. So like a lot of middle America driving um, bad around reception, and uh, a lot of truckers for real. And then also I would say, then there's like also the, the affluent pocket too from because they put them in like luxury vehicles. Mm-hmm. But a lot of conservative listeners and a lot of people voted for Trump actually. Because I remember we would talk about stuff and it was clear to me. But it's funny because you're not just a lesbian to them you're Taylor Strecker who happens to be dating a girl and that was the thing that so I, I mean a lot so that so when people were so supportive I was like oh my God, just because you're a Republican doesn't mean that you are you're you know <laughs> you're uh, you're what's the word homophobic yeah and but I did get a lot of emails like, This is so huge for me because I've actually never known a gay person, but I've known you for so long and you've been my best friend. So you coming out on the air was like me getting it now finally for the first time.
0: So it's funny because I've I've known you for a bit, but we're we're so just like jokey all the time. Mm -hmm. But I've always wondered, like, did you ever have an inkling when you were younger?
1: Like I'm by never. But I will say this. And my mom and I were just talking about it recently. Um, but she she was like, I just felt like, and no, and no shade to all the guys I dated, but <laughs> my mom was like, you never dated anybody that was like good enough for you. Yeah, that's not very nice to anybody I ever. But dated. it's kind
0: of like you probably liked them because they liked you and you liked the affection, but Don't, they weren't your ideal I never mate. Picked,
1: I was picked by them. Oh my god! And I kind of, and I didn't, and like, I didn't really like sex, but I just was like, well, I was raised cast. Like my parents were virgins when they got married. And so I just sex feel is like this for having babies. I just feel like a bad girl when I have sex. That's why <laughs> I cry and I hate it so much. So I really, and I was like, blowjobs are disgusting. Everyone hates them. <laughs> <I, and> Say <same> Because <laughs> we face. all joke
0: about it, how they suck. Right, But it's like, that's something that isn't talked about. Like, yeah, blowjobs suck when you're, into the relationship for a while and you're over it right. or if you never were attracted to them in the beginning yes blowjobs are fun as in like you get to control their like getting turned on and like you're doing it to them no it's like it's not about the blowjob or like eating someone out it's about that you like the person and you're turning them on and i
1: totally get that now yeah. but i will say like no did i have a problem with the dick like did baked, did like, you
0: actually cry during sex?
1: Um, A couple times.
0: <laughs> if, if sex is so weird. Like after a sex breakup, so weird. I'll cry after sex alone. Like we'll be spooning and like I'll start tearing up and I don't know why, but it's like your life's a movie and you like just finished fucking. I love you. <laughs> and you're sitting there and you're like, I miss my eggs or like (laughs) that was so beautiful I don't know I just shouldn't have sex the week before I have my period definitely
1: not definitely shouldn't I'm like are we in love I don't oh man but my but so I call it so it was like a big deal when I got fired because like ever since I was with Taylor my parents like their number one thing was they were always like we're worried about you we're worried about you we're worried about you how are you gonna like survive how are you gonna make money like how are you gonna so when I got fired I was like fuck this is gonna be the thing that they're gonna be like see see now what are you gonna do who's gonna support you blah, blah, blah. and so i was so worried and i called them on the side of the road because i got called on the saturday when i got fired and i was told that the previous friday show was my last show and i was not gonna get a goodbye show mm-hmm. brutal so trenta Ew. sauvage, and um and my parents were so cool about getting fired and they were like taylor you're a survivor we're not worried about you at all anymore and and then she was like daddy when my mom and dad talked to me they call me it's, it's mommy and daddy <laughs> they're not british um and she was like daddy come here so my dad came on the phone and she said rich um taylor th- said that she said these things about we're going to be worried about her and she said honey <laughs> we were worried when you decided to come out and be gay but <laughs> you survived that like a champ so we're not worried about you at all anymore and i was like okay that's perfect
0: that is i feel like we're both close with our parents your parents are in so many of your s- stories I'm that you with tell them. i'm obsessed I'm, with them i feel very similar because i did sales after college then i did marketing what kind of sales i was selling digital marketing that's so... like seo like i, I was cold at that, calling though. i was actually very good you're very personable and quite but charming. it was soul sucking i believe and i hate talking on the phone to people yeah and the energy of having to be like Beating every new Cole call Cole hey how are sucks. you this is hannah from so and so and they're like Bleh. oh, oh. Awful. and, and everyone i
1: hate you right off the bat
0: oh and after <laughs> i leave my job i would talk to people and it'd be so fun because i'm like oh my god i'm not trying to suck life out of them like i'm not trying to take their money and i realized i want to start creating and I was watching an old video because I used to do sports broadcasting in Wisconsin. Uh-huh. I was watching an old video and I just go, I wanna do a video. Like I didn't realize that you could get paid for that kind of stuff. Right. But I was like, I was 25 and I got an opportunity for one month to work in this like sports thing for like 30 bucks an hour. And I said, mom, dad, I'm quitting my job. And I was so worried. Cause you hear, you know, your parents are gonna freak out. They literally go, we're not worried about you.
1: Isn't it the best thing in the world? Because my parents were worried about me. I was like, stop saying you're worried about me. It's insulting. Like I can't, like I'm a baby that can't survive. My mom used to always say, you're only as happy as a parent, as your most miserable child. Oh, well, I don't want that responsibility. Well, it's
0: funny because me and my mom are really close. So when I'm anxious about something, she can't not be anxious about it's crazy. it. And sometimes we'll just get so anxious talking about it together that we're like, we need a break from each other. Yeah. But they gave me a lot of anxiety with my tennis. Like I, they mm. were... So I was their first child. They I was we were so connected. Like when I won a match, the family was happy. When I lost, it like affected the mood. That's so
1: crazy. Because they never such responsibility.
0: I was was, like getting sponsored and I was traveling around the country and we were so excited. And they were so invested in it. So invested. I mean shit. I've talked deep with my therapist and my family's worked out. But I wonder with your radio stuff, like how how are (sighs)
1: your parents with that? What a great question. And no one has ever asked me that. Um you know they were super invested. Like I remember when I first started doing Cosmo Radio because that was I worked for Cosmo magazine. Because it's something
0: that has a little ego. Like totally. my parents it has loved to it. that I was winning, mm-hmm. and I could see
1: your parents being like, "Our daughter is a radio star." Yeah, and they loved it. And then I remember, so I, I, you know, so. Stassi Schroeder, good friend of mine, because I was really good friends with her ex-boyfriend Patrick. And if you Mm -hmm. watched Vanderpump, you saw him. That's not who he is, 360, Mm -hmm. just FYI. Um, But we we were and are really good friends. And I remember when we did Cosmo Radio, he said to me... you like are so awesome person, and you kind of suck at radio. If you listen to like me, like in the beginning, I kind of did suck. And he's like, just fucking be you. Like be you. We're on satellite. Well, you, you were swear. like trying to be
0: what radio well, was. I, well,
1: no. I, well, I was trying to be what Cosmo wanted me to be. So that was that was number one, right? But then I was also were really concerned about my mom specifically and my dad but more so my mom and i was like i knew she was so listening. you were but my job was to talk about cosmo magazine which was sex like i i picked the more. Yeah. I, I got offered any time slot i wanted and i said which is the less which is the one i have to talk se- about the least amount of sex in and they said morning so i said i'll take mornings why would they pick you for sex if you had that attitude i have no idea <laughs> Honestly, Cosmo didn't see themselves As the brand that we see them as Um, It was really interesting They were trying to be way more like they were more like reserved. We're, we're fun, fearless women, and like not like oh. But and, when you compare them to like seventeen, sex. they talk about dick sucking. But and they so- but they like they 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 kind of save that for like the night show. Like yeah. they knew that the time slot was like still morning, and it's like it's like a lot for people to talk about like the best like way to do sixty nine. It's like a lot when you're <laughs> eating a bagel and locks <laughs> like too much. So they were pretty cool, but but I definitely i so when i finally started to break out of my shell and do like taylor strecker radio Mm -hmm. my mom and i fought i swear to god every single day she called me and every single day we would fight for like three hours and i got to a point where i was like you can't listen to the show anymore and it was so intense and so crazy but like yeah so i guess so funny because when i was
0: 16 i finally told my dad i was like i love you but like i care too much what you think of me yep You can't come to my matches. Yeah. And I like won
1: that tournament that I told him not to go to. There you go. Because I couldn't do my best job if I knew my mom was there. So then my mom just like would sneakily listen and just like not talk about it with me and then pass progressively say things to me. But like one time she called me and she was like, your brother asked me if you're a sinner. And I was like, (laughs) What? Shut up. She will deny that story to this day, but um, or she just like she's like I don't I don't remember saying that. (laughs) I'm like I do like Zach do and Zach's like I fully remember you saying that because we raised Catholic. My little brother is 11 years younger than me, so when I'm on the air at 20. Three talking about my friend that gave a blowjob who took it like a champ. The guy said, "I wasn't even me giving the blowjob. My friend. The idea of my friend giving one made my mom call me a sinner." Mm -hmm. And I remember that was like a big fight. But I mean, and I and it lasted for a while. Like I remember even being engaged to Wubby, or maybe just living with him. I don't know. But he would like come home for work, and I would be like crying because I had been fighting with my mom about how did he feel about
0: you talking about sex
1: and stuff. You know, that was probably one of the main reasons I married him. Truthfully, Mm -hmm. or or maybe that our relationship lasted because he was the. I, I mean. God, Hannah, this you were doing a, a, a banger of a job. Because I'm talking about things that I've actually never really talked about before. Oh. Um, I I really, um, I think I made a lot of decisions. Friendships, uh, the way I acted around my family, maybe how close I was with them at certain times. Um, my romantic relationships based on my radio show. My radio show really was at the epicenter of everything for a really, really long time because it was my life. And so like, if you were a friend and you didn't like what I talked about on the show... Get out of my life! It like it was like that was the so real Wubby thumb. was supportive. He really was. He liked the attention. He's kind of the kind of he's Wubby's the kind of person that will like he likes all attention, negative or positive. So he didn't. He wasn't really phased by it. So he liked when you talked about him. Well, oh my, I oh my god, we were like, I, I we would he would drive me to work every day. We'd get into a fight every single day on the way to work, and I would get on the air and be like, "It's the the running joke is his name's Brett," mm-hmm. and I would go like this every day, Brett because every day I was so mad at him and fighting with him but honestly it was great fucking radio what were radio. You fighting about was that the Everything. point where it was stupid shit it was over my you know grande iced soy latte and a venti cup with extra ice like we'd fight over that so was it like best we, friend we, that we you bickered. started to hate or was it like we were just bickersomes and i think that we were both like i think that we both probably had our the the the, the same issues and that's why we were attracted to each other because it was like enabling these like bad like oh, habits like my God. i think we were both way too codependent on our families that is so funny
0: because sometimes you want to find someone with trauma that works with your trauma yeah and i feel like i've dated that too like he's this my ex was so wrong for me but we both had the same issues, so yep. it felt like home, it felt good, and then you were like, "No, no,
1: no, no, no! I hate this! I hate." Well, because then when you try to when you try to improve and better yourself, that's when you start to see like all the writing on the wall, and you're like, "Uh oh!" So Oops, what? Oopsie daisy! What specifically did you guys have in common? We were both codependent people, very, and, but, but but on our families. Like he was so so tight with his family, and I was so crazy tight with my family, and honestly, like. I think that if you're in a relationship with somebody and you don't uh, and you really don't get along with their family, it's like a huge red flag. But like the way, like uh, this is how I explained it when we finally got divorced. I said the things that make me happy make him uncomfortable. My family, my friends, (sighs) the things that make him happy make me straight up miserable. And that's me. And that's my. And that I'm not like blaming it on all of his family and friends. I'm not saying that they didn't do anything, Mm -hmm. but like ultimately, it was the way. Like I just couldn't be around people like the people that he, you know with. It's
0: so funny because you can make something work like when you're younger you date people without meeting their family. Exactly. And like, this, is great. this is great. You're marrying someone's family. But then at family. some point you realize oh why is it weird when I'm with his friends or why do I not why does my parents hate him? That's part of the relationship. Totally. You can sit and watch Netflix with anyone and make it work for an extended period of time. Exactly. But it has to be your life. Exactly. So
1: now with Taylor how's her family? Oh, oh, fucking amazing. I mean trust me I learned my lesson you know. I, I, I mean after I, I just really did not get along with his family. And listen, I can't blame it all on them. I'm, I'm in, like, it takes two to tango, you mm-hmm. know? My therapist used to be like, put your racket down. And I was like, but I want to beat them up like that. <laughs> I don't want to put my racket down. But that was a huge, honestly, radio, I think, was a huge problem for his family. His family's very private- and they don't like anybody talking about their business if they like aren't in control of it. And I was like, I was basically their nightmare, like realized in actual human form. So you know, I I think that that microphone in front of my face te- t- scared the shit out of them every when single was day. When was the
0: moment that you realized you needed to get out? Oh, there were so
1: many. Um, the moment you're like literally every second I was. <laughs> Like, so like, honestly, I'll tell you, it was when we were it was I'll tell you when we were engaged, we had a year and a half engagement. And I remember calling our wedding planner and I said to her, I want to postpone the wedding. (gasps) And she said, that is no, that's no, you can do. She said you can do whatever you want. But she said, you can either cancel the wedding. Or you, can, um, or you can go through with it. But postponing you it. You knew what you wanted, but you couldn't pull the trigger. I couldn't. And she said, I was too young. And also, Did you tell your parents that feeling? Oh, I was driving back from my parents. I was. I remember I was driving his car, our, our car, I guess, whatever his, because we were engaged. And I was driving back from Boston. I remember to the city and I was crying and thinking and just like, what the fuck am I what doing? What did your parents think? Oh, my parents were like, if you don't want to go through a wedding, it's okay. Like, yeah. we know we put money down, but like you were really worried about you. My parents said that, I, I remember there was a point in time where they said that they were going to stop paying for uh, any they wouldn't pay any wedding bill until him and i saw therapists therapist together <gasps> yeah i mean it was so bad. there were warning signs were you getting oh, bad physical anxiety so i was getting bad physical anxiety oh, okay so so what so what happened was so i drove back from from massachusetts called her she said either post she said postponing is the same as canceling it's all the same financial ramifications but like without like the finality so either just go with it or go cancel it like pull the trigger and because i was on the radio now i'm realizing holy shit this the, t- the title should be on the radio because it like kind of Totally took over my life forever and I got married probably because I was like because it was so public and we did we like I had a segment called almost hitch bitch every single like week I would do a a segment about my wedding and it was like the audience was so invested it was like it wasn't just my friends and family and his family and him and his friends that would be like it would be embarrassing to it'd be like the country. Wow. so i feel like that's probably why i just went through with it that's
0: why i think about these reality tv couples and i'm like Eesh. Yeesh. <laughs> yeesh you have to think of all the different public ramifications that happen with a breakup i was doing reality radio if i couldn't yep. get
1: myself on a reality show so i created one on the airwaves and so wow. my that that so my it, it was it was like my life on radio um and it was i think it definitely had me i, I think i made a lot of decisions because I think radio for a long time was first and foremost, the most important thing. But girl, it made for great fucking content. Yeah, I'll tell I you bet. that much. That's... And I bared my soul. And I will give Wubby credit there. Like mm-hmm. he really gave me the freedom to do that. And mm-hmm. I, that was, you know, I mean, that was very helpful wow. in my career. Wow. I do. I I I really do like love Wubby as a friend. I yeah. really do. I care about him. I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't want to be my friend right now, <laughs> um, which I totally respect. But I do feel like, Like I, when we got divorced, I was like, we're not. It's not you, bro. It's like it's your peeps, and like I like your peeps are gonna make me unhappy forever. And it's just like it's not not gonna work out. But then the the physical stuff. So I started to get. uh, If you're eating something, put it down. Mm -hmm. Super fucking bad hemorrhoids. Like couldn't sleep at night. Hemorrhoids, and I finally got my way to a doctor who was like got it and was receptive ironically enough it was my mother-in-law referred me to this therapist okay and he was the therapist that got me to the point of like you need to get a divorce
0: you know what's crazy your sometimes your body will tell you before your mind like figure out what you're feeling Uh in my last breakup i started to just have like fast heartbeats it's crazy because i i felt so like something was wrong and i didn't know what it was and i was talking to everyone all i knew was my body was I, I lost my appetite. Yep. My body was like, get out. I broke up with him and I got my appetite back almost immediately. It's crazy. I had really just bad acne before I got
1: married. Like, I mean, your body does do these insane things trying to be like, mayday, mayday. <laughs> and then you're like, I just have to get a facial. I just have I to just get have my hemorrhage removed. I just have to use a mask and I'll be I fine. Just, I, have to, I just have to sleep in the bathtub every three times a week. No big deal. I have to
0: cry in my office bathroom and I'll be good. <laughs> it's, it's so crazy. I actually have a friend who is a psychic who i'm scared to use because i don't like when people tell me my future but i went up to her once and i was like i've been bloated all month and i need to know like what am i should i not do dairy like what's going on and Mm -hmm. she goes oh you're stressed you're holding stuff in shit and she was like it's strictly emotional she goes you could eat whatever you want you need to let some stuff out. You're holding some stuff in. It's crazy. And I like didn't want to talk to my boyfriend about some issues I was having. There you go. And it's crazy, the mind-body connection. I know,
1: gross for real. But
0: speaking of anxiety, because that's my favorite topic.
1: <laughs> what? I had mad anxiety today, by the way.
0: Yeah, explain. Not about coming here. Um, oh, you're I, like, I would never give a shit about this. but I
1: don't know. I don't know. I just, I was texting with Tay and, you know, I did my radio show and we just got back from a long weekend. That could be what it is because mm. I haven't worked for a minute. But I was just feeling like very like, and I was aware of it though I was like, you're, you're anxious. You're anxious today you're, and you're having anxiety and you ate a lot of fucking bad food and you drank mm. a lot of fucking booze and you're just you're just anxious as I'll get out today. But coming here made me feel so much better. So Aww, thank you.
0: That's amazing. You feel productive. But also once you realize that the anxiety isn't you, you're like, oh, I'm experiencing anxiety, but yep. I'm not the anxiety. I'm experiencing anxiety because I'm off my routine. Yep. I feel a little like out of sorts. Out of sorts and I'm going to be okay. Yep. Anxiety like gets bigger when you feel a loss of control and and once you give it that power, anxiety will take over. Take over. So it's you have the maturity to be like, you know what?
1: I'm gonna go to this podcast. I'm Girl, gonna talk it out. Years of therapy. Talk about some dark shit. Let me tell you. Also, I Instagrammed, which weirdly made me feel better. Weird, because that's not always the case. Social media is, 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 is a slipper of, little sucker. I
0: think it's time for a game. Okay. <laughs> Instamosity. Coined by Sean Kilby. Instamosity! Yes. Instamosity. I'm making it a segment. I love it. Okay. dun 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 dun, 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 dun music. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm gonna ask you three questions about your Instagram. Okay. Do you remember one picture on your Instagram where you looked happy, but in reality you weren't? Ooh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. And it's still up there because I like look so pretty in it that like, I couldn't get rid of it. It's a picture of me and Wubby. And um he looks kind of like JFK vibes. Mm. And I'm like giving Jackie O. Mm-hmm. And I'm in this striped, really cute striped dress with this like white wool coat. And he has a cigar because it's my brother's graduation. And he looks like fucking dapper as hell. And I'm just like 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 really skinny in this picture, like like leaning on him. <laughs> and we just look like the perfect couple and we like probably were screaming at each other like two seconds before it was taken that's
0: so i have the same thing with my ex ex, xx who was six three mm, saxophone player mm, Mm. beautiful gorgeous i wanted to post and show Mm, him mm, off mm, mm. and we're playing mini golf and i'm like holding like he's holding his golf club and i'm holding my cute little ice cream and we're like meanwhile we got in a huge fight because i beat him and he was acting like an asshole and i was like suck it up i'm good at i'm fucking good at mini golf i'm more athletic than you got in the you. biggest fight and it was like one of those things that i was like you're not the right dude for me uh, and people are commenting and they're like oh my god i love you guys and, and i like to- i wanted to take that golf club and literally hit
1: him in the throat with
0: it <laughs> question number two yes who are you jealous of on instagram
1: Ooh, child! (laughs) that's a great question i think i'm gonna go with because i had to unfollow her something navy and i know that bitch like not like great great no no Mm -hmm. and if she saw me now she wouldn't recognize me she'd be like oh my god you're taylor strecker you are inside of all the extra 25 pounds she wouldn't recognize me
0: something navy's interesting because she got on the blogging bandwagon really early yeah so like she's People are doing the same thing she's doing but she got the success cuz she did it
1: well, at the right time and okay. well. So the key to success is a couple of things. It's timing yep it's luck and it's also skill but like you can have any combination of those three you're gonna
0: say being skinny i was like okay <laughs>
1: that's fucked <laughs> no, up but <laughs> that fucking too no definitely skill talent whatever you want to call it but like mm-hmm. there are some people who are just a product of good fucking timing and i will say here and now i believe something navy is one of those people because mm-hmm. i don't find her to be uh, remarkably uh deep or inspiring quite frankly she actually makes me want to kill myself mm-hmm. and it's just because she's so rich And so skinny, Mm -hmm. and it just all looks so pretty and easy. And people talk about her kid. How they? I don't follow her because I personally
0: like don't have anything she does. I don't know.
1: I I stopped following her when she came with this T-shirt line of burgers. And she was, uh, it was like every Tuesday, she was like grilled cheese and French fries Tuesday. And I'm like, girl, I am up in this bitch. (laughs) I actually eat cheeseburgers and fries. Yeah, you don't look like that stop it it made me so mad and so i was i was like this is unhealthy for me and i have to stop following her but like i guess my jealousy even more about the, even over the rich and the skinny mm-hmm. is like the skinny and being able to eat thing if you're skinny and you can eat don't fucking tell me mm-hmm. i don't want to know about it mm-hmm. what it makes pisses me, mad. me off though mad
0: mad more than like these skinny girls who are like oh i'm i'm so crazy eating this <laughs> burger is like jen selter who is so big on instagram and i'm i I, I think her butt's fake
1: oh girl I
0: think it's fake My I mean drop. I know her nose is fake I have an obsession with looking at like before and after photos yes and like I'm also I'm an athlete I know what like a perky yep. butt looks like and it's yep. called like you having your thigh go into your butt and I I look at these photos and like the size of her stomach compared to her ass it's not logical and then you know it's all edited so I'm
1: like it that, makes me angry. That's but that's we the same trigger for me. Yeah. It's, it's you know, and I and I guess I, maybe it's like, oh no, Taylor, you're, you're jealous because she's prettier and skinnier and richer than you. Fine, yes, yes, yes. But ultimately, <laughs> it's because it, it's like edit like magazines like like airbrushing things it's bad for women and women mm-hmm. it's even more of an affront a single individual mm-hmm. purporting to be something that they're not mm-hmm. i mean and I, the, the, the truth is they don't realize the impact that they have she's not saying like mm-hmm. i i'm sitting out today on my instagram to make women feel bad about mm-hmm. themselves jen Selter has
0: like nine million Yeah, but
1: that's what they're doing because they're like they're not being they're just they're they're, they're being an edited version of themselves and because it's Instagram, we just think it's people's real lives, and so mm-hmm. it's destructive. So I had to stop following her. I guess she, so. I guess that would be jealousy,
0: you know. And but I am a proponent of women being entrepreneurs and Me having too. their own career, and that's Me awesome. Too.
1: But um, but not at the expense of other women's like like self esteem and like 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 mental well being. Exactly. Like no one follows her and feels good about themselves it's yeah her her in my opinion yeah yeah but it's so funny Is like i'd love
0: to have her on the podcast to be like what really happens behind closed doors oh girl
1: you would get literally diddly shit from her (laughs) but you know what try i'm dying to know
0: so this leads into the final question yeah what triggers you on instagram to make you feel depressed like you know when you're having a good day
1: and then you're scrolling (sighs) and something makes your heart drop what is it for you It's a bunch of things, actually. A a, a lot of it is like it's career driven probably Mm -hmm. because I think it it happened to me less when I was at Sirius, even though I was financially less successful at Sirius Mm -hmm. and also like so not in control of my own career at Sirius. Like I literally couldn't do shit without asking for permission. It sucked. Um, I was like in no control of my like career and financial destiny. It was such like a cachet. People are like, mm. ooh, it's like the epitome of. I'm not saying this is for all serious it's employees, status-y. but for me, it was it was all smoke and mirrors for me. And so, but it just it looked so cool, mm-hmm. and so I guess I was always like, I, I wasn't like triggered by people's careers looking cool but now that's like what triggers me because like i'm you know in this like rat race but trying funny. to be you, a boss, but bitch. you know
0: that it's smoke and mirrors like for example people message me at bedges all the time like oh my god your job looks amazing and yes it's really fucking fun but do i not spend entire days like in a corner editing a video i mean it's what i love to do do we have office drama
1: yes like right. it's not as perfect as it looks, but like I'll see. Okay, so I'll see like my friend Mashup Nicole. She's still on yeah. Morning Mashup. Like, so she'll be interviewing like Katy Perry, and then it's like I look at the Betches feed, and it's like they're like, "We have a book. It's our third. choose to reps up. It's our hundredth book." Seriously, and then I'll look at my friend Ellie, who's like, like, like she's like such a hustler, and like she's so fucking honest and so straightforward with like how hard this like industry is. And then she'll be like on the red carpet for E, and I'm like, I'm a loser, <laughs> and that's what triggers you know. What? Me. It's when I see like. In a, like I had like three people in a row that I actually know and love. Yeah, and respect. the three in a row will get you. And I'm happy for them because yeah. they're my actual friends.
0: You know, after ten, but I like I had but a, I like
1: with disdain. Yeah, I like an, an
0: aggressive like, a <laughs> huh, trigger like. Yeah, it's like a trigger like we're like I'm not mad. <laughs>
1: I'm not mad. Like
0: like sad. When I finished tennis, I was the captain of my tennis team. Like I had a pretty good year but I got hit by a car <gasps> in like the end of the what season. What the fuck? How? Yeah, what? I was good when? where? Basically, I was jaywalking cuz I'm a wild New Yorker at 6:15 a.m. in the snow. Oh, shut got up. hit by a car. Didn't get any money. I'm still upset about it. Oh my god, girl. Cuz every day in New York, I'm like if I just step a little <laughs> aggressive, <laughs> I could get like 30 grand. <laughs> my little toe. But after I graduated, I didn't end the way I really wanted it to. Mm-hmm. And I literally cut off all contact with my team who were like your sisters. Yeah, I did. I couldn't look at their Instagram. My dad would be like, did you see their match against, you know, Ohio nope. State? And I was like, please, like it was so triggering for me. Mm-hmm. I needed time to like process my own trauma. Yep. And now I'm doing my own thing and now I can like root for them and I talk to them again, but I needed time away. Yep. When you're in a good place, it's, you can be happy for the people and you're in a bad you're spot. So it's right. so hard. And instead of continually taking out on others, it's like focus it back in. <laughs> why,
1: why do I feel this way? What can I do? But also I tell myself life is waves. It, like I just be- had that conversation with myself today. Really? I was I was like life is in waves and that's just the way it goes and like I'm in, I'm not like at my crest right now but I'm also not like at like the lowest I've been. Like I'm like I'm like on like a swoop up.
0: And especially with entertainment, we're not 100% in control of what happens to us. Mm-mm. Like who gets picked
1: up, who cho- what videos go viral. And listen, I'm talking like this this business is an every day to day grind. It is high high and low lows and that can happen within a 12 hour fucking span. Speaking
0: of that, yeah. I want to know what's your like day to day deepest insecurities like everyone has a thing that they're like what am I
1: what are you worried about worried about but like in that insecurity like in in that moment or like like day-to-day what do you i I do i worry about the future Mm -hmm. i do a lot um but that i've always been that kind of a person like what if this all ends yeah like i'll watch like an old housewife episode and i'll be like no one knows who she is anymore and then i'm like is that gonna be me so being irrelevant being irrelevant i guess is definitely Mm -hmm. what like a a, like a fear that haunts me on the reg um are you insecure about anything while you're on air while i'm on the air now she's a free bitch i just i just do i she's commit. Free. i just panic
0: afterwards so after, <laughs> what well, i want to know more about this afterwards taylor cuz i witnessed the in the moment taylor who's like crushing 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 what do you th- what are things afterwards that make you upset
1: um I worry about like things that I said am I gonna get myself in trouble with people mm-hmm. like is my mom gonna be mad at me is Taylor gonna be mad at me mm-hmm. or are my friends gonna be mad at me the answer to all of the above is no yes ever got mad on oh show? yes I, I when I was at Sirius I flirted with this guy I can't oh. even remember his fucking name um and it was he was just super flirty and so like my job as an interviewer is to like go with the flow and the mm-hmm. energy and so I flirted back and Tay was not pleased and she was like that was fucked up but that's kind of but adorable that
0: she cares enough to listen and be like and i get really, jealous yeah I, I can't even remember the guy's name i, I want to have a jealous boyfriend that sounds fun
1: honestly i, I think a little bit no not even a little a healthy <laughs> teaspoon of jealousy a healthy in a relationship otherwise you don't give a fuck and if you don't give a fuck what you doing
0: well girl girl yeah with that said we're gonna end with one final game
1: Seven deadly sins.
0: Number one. Yeah. A little speed fire. Okay. What are you greedy about?
1: Money. I love money. I want more and more and more.
0: So you were dating a dude who had mad money. Yeah. Did you learn about like, the value so of the dollar? I learned much
1: about money. I learned about met rich people mentality, which I think is actually really important. Um, I swear to God, especially in New York, like like rich people, they got of like, like, they're very they're worried about people using them for money. So I I learned that. And I also learned about money when we got a divorce. Um, I I got a settlement and he was like, don't waste this money. And I was like, shut the fuck up. And then I thought he's right. And so I took his advice. So he, honestly, he he taught me a lot about money. He's very smart with money.
0: I understood the value of a dollar when you kind of realize that your job sucks. Even if you're making money, you realize happiness is worth more than a dollar. It is. But sometimes a dollar gives you
1: happiness. So then you get really confused. There's actually studies that show that like if you are below the poverty line, you're more stressed out than anybody else ultimately just because it's a hard life. But like between like, I think it's like... (sighs) I think it's like 80000 yeah. and like $350,000. is no difference in happiness.
0: They also said if you win the lottery, you're definitely going to be depressed. That's why I didn't win. Me either. That's I intentionally I
1: didn't, didn't win. I
0: intentionally was like, I don't want to win.
1: <laughs> who are you envious of besides something Navy? I'm envious of my girlfriend. Why? Because she has... So she's one of those skinny people who can eat whatever she fucking wants. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something like she is inner peace you said skinny. yeah that too yeah no skinny is my thing and also long legs but like what i do is like we lay in bed and she puts her legs over mine and i pretend like they're my legs (laughs) but they're not
0: that's the weird thing about dating a girl because part of you
1: is like turned on with it and then part of you is like but are your breasts perkier than mine but i wish i looked like that and when she wants to borrow my clothes that don't fit me right now i'm like bitch that's gonna fit me soon (laughs) don't ruin it my fucking poochie <laughs> bikini she ruined. I love that. What are you gluttonous about? Speaking of eating. Fucking food and booze, honey. But specifically Sancerre, which is the best wine in the entire world. Like I won't share it. You know, like I'm like that. Like, I, I over the weekend. I feel like it's
0: gotten to the point that the brand is like, we get it. You love
1: Sensei. So sponsor my ass. <laughs> it's, not, it's, it's, it's an entire region of France. It's a Loire Valley girl. It's not it's not just a type of
0: wine. I feel like you're better than me just for liking that wine. I
1: feel better than everybody for knowing about it.
0: Well, moving on. <laughs>
1: when was the last time you experienced extreme wrath? Wrath. As in anger. Anger. Whew. It's been a minute. That's a lie. I just recently experienced it a week ago. Um, it was a business thing. And I was really fucking pissed off. And that's all I'll say about Do you think it's that. good to get angry in terms of business? Like, you know, people are like, you shouldn't cry. But I cried in a business meeting two weeks ago. I think um you can get mad and have your moment and like fucking flip out but you have to like be very you can like it's like a really it's any it's like any relationship there's a thin line between really passionate and really you can be passionate but like it's always it's it's never good in any situation to be like you did this and you did this but like i was feeling like wrathful like and you didn't why and the why and the why did it work no i'm still working through okay when was the last time you were a sloth um like every fucking weekend today all your insta, I in bed today. all your
0: insta stories are from the bed i you're so right They're i know i was, I was like bed. should i
1: move around the apartment um <laughs> should i pretend i'm awake for a second i have there have been days on my phone now to be fair to myself i don't always have my phone in my hand but there have been i, I have looked at days when you look at that app on your phone the health app i have walked eight steps <laughs> did i like was That's i so peeing funny. myself it's, on a
0: saturday you check your phone and there's a ton, a shit ton of walking. I don't know where I was going until about 3 a.m. And then there's nothing but 15 steps at 12 p.m. when I went to get my seamless order. That's a good Saturday. Solid Saturday. Next, when was the last time you let your pride get in the way of something?
1: Ooh. My pride. I don't know. That's like a scary question because I feel like if I actually really think hard about it, I'll realize that I made like massive mistakes (laughs) in my life because of pride. It's actually pretty deep. Do you have an ego? I definitely have an ego and I can be prideful, but I'm really good at checking it. And I've Mm. learned,
0: especially in this- I think it's because you have such a huge audience that the second you overstep your boundary,
1: they're like, what? You're being a bitch. They smack me the fuck, (laughs) duh, fuck down. (laughs) I um. Yeah, I, I don't think I've been prideful. But I mean, my mommy used always say pride before the fall. So I haven't been prideful in a really long time. But sometimes, like I to my, man, my, like my manager will be like, oh, like so-and-so wants to do this. And I was like, oh, that? And then I'm like, just do it. Because then I realize I'm being prideful and I don't want, to,
0: I don't want the fall to come. Also, I find pride in relationships. A lot of like texting pride. Maybe I'm, no, I really can't think of the last time I was prideful. No, but that was, it's true. When you're dealing with work, that's a thing
1: how about this uh I, I didn't get along with one of my husband's uh family members specifically and my pride with her probably is what ultimately led to me like being like pieces deuces i'm out of here but are you happy are out of there but i'm happier so it's so like, you know what Sometimes yeah pride's good exactly last question
0: when was the last time you lusted over someone
1: um when was the last time i watched a rerun of friday night lights because <laughs> i love taylor kitsch Oh. like deeply wait him and Zac Efron actually I just watched 13 what was it uh 13 again would you again. give
0: him a blowjob and like it oh oh I would do it for him so does Taylor get jealous if no you, she has the same feeling if you towards say, him.
1: oh yeah we love him because he's like beautiful I interviewed him and it was weird and I scared him and it was amazing did you like hold his hand the whole time like this? No, I was just like, I'm your number one fan. I love you. I love you. I love you. I freaked out. And he was like, no, I'm like used to this.
0: <laughs> oh, uh, life must be hard. I lust
1: for him. Yeah. Well, thank you so
0: much for burning in hell with me today. Thanks, girl. You are the reason I'm doing radio right now. Thank you. We had a vision. I'll receive that. We, we had, a. it was just an idea in my head to start something based on seeing all the shit you've done. And now we've done it. And then I put you through hell and you survived. I did. So I feel closer to you.
1: Oh, girl, I love you. I love you
0: too. And to good things in the future for us. Fuck yeah, money. Yeah. Get that money. That's what I'm talking about.